Welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I am Melanie Lillis. I'm an eating psychology coach, nutritional therapist, and I have my Bachelor of Physical and Health Education. Throughout this podcast, we are going to be diving into the realm of eating psychology, body image, self-love, and creating a healthy and happy mind. I cannot wait to share my knowledge with you in hope that it's going to positively influence your life. Hey, lovely people. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm being super awesome and uploading another podcast so close to my last one because I missed a week and I figured I would just do a double whammy because yesterday's one was a meditation. And as I said in the intro of that podcast, I feel like I wanted to upload like speaking content and information that you guys can use. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to upload two so close to each other. So you can thank me later. (laughs) But if you haven't checked out my last podcast, which was the guided meditation, please do. I think it's a really good one. And I feel like my meditation voice is getting better and better. It's actually really awkward to like do that meditation voice. So I hope you are appreciating it. <laughs> so I asked you all to send me in questions for the podcast on my Instagram, Bear Brave, and I got some awesome questions. So I'm going to answer them for you today. Uh, But first, I want to share my listener review, as I always do. And if you want me to share your review, you just need to send it to me on Instagram or just pop a review down in the review section. So it is from Angelique and she said, Hi, Melanie, I've just discovered your Love Yourself Healthy podcast series and it's helping me so much. Thank you for spreading such a down-to-earth positive message out there. Hope you're having a lovely day. Thank you, Angelique. Your message brought a smile to my face and I'm really happy that you are enjoying the podcast. So my first question that I'm going to get into is how to convince yourself that self-love is healthy and good for me. I still have so many patterns in my mind that tell me if you're this thin or if you're this fat, etc., then you'll be lovable. All right, I have created other podcasts around the topic of self-love previously. So to answer this question, I actually want to tackle it from a more scientific, like emotional level. First, I want to take a look at how the brain actually functions. When any neurological tissue in the brain or the body is activated, it creates mind. So consequently, from a neuroscientific understanding Mind is the brain in action. For instance, you have a specific mind to drive your car. You have another mind to take a shower. You have a different mind when you sing a song or you listen to music. So you use a specific level of mind to execute each of those complex functions because you've probably done each of these tasks like a thousand times. So your brain turns on in a very specific way. And when the neurons are firing together in your brain to complete a task or to think a thought, they become more and more wired together. And for the most part, your brain is a product of the past. It's been shaped and it's been molded to become a living record of everything that you've ever learned or you've experienced up until this point in your life. So I want to take a look at what happens biochemically inside your body when you think a thought or you feel an emotion. And I promise this will all link into that question. 
So when you think a thought or you have a memory, there's a biochemical reaction that begins in your brain and it causes the brain to release certain chemical signals. And these chemical signals make your body feel exactly the way that you're thinking. So once you notice that you're feeling a particular way, you then generate more thoughts that are equal to how you're feeling. And then you release more chemicals from your brain to make you feel the way you've been thinking. For example, if you have a jealous thought, for example, I wish I looked like her, then you start feeling the feelings of jealousy. And the emotion then influences you to think more jealous thoughts. And then those jealous thoughts trigger the release of even more chemicals in the brain and the body that make you continue to feel more jealousy. And then the next thing you know, you're just caught up in this loop where your thinking will create your feelings and then your feelings create your thinking, right? So if thoughts are the vocabulary of the brain and feelings are the vocabulary of the body and the cycle of how you think and feel becomes your state of being, then your entire state of being is in the past. So when you fire and you wire the same circuits in your brain over and over again, because you keep thinking the same thoughts, then you're hardwiring your brain into these same patterns. As a result, your brain becomes an artifact of your past thinking. And in time, it's going to become easier to automatically think in the same ways. So I want to get more specific. If you are constantly telling yourself that you need to be skinnier, you need to be prettier, you need to be fitter, or if only I looked like that, then I would feel confident. You are creating a neurological pattern that becomes a habit. And this habit switches on particular emotions such as jealousy, stress, anger, sadness, and unworthiness. So every time you look in the mirror and you see yourself in a picture, you are switching on your body's stress response and that creates a toxic environment within your body. You know, I speak about the stress response a lot. And unfortunately, our minds do not know the difference between a real or a perceived threat. So something like a traumatic memory or toxic thoughts about your body is enough to trigger on this stress response. And if you are constantly reliving those emotions, the jealousy, the unworthiness, the I wish I looked like that, then your body's fight or flight response will stay switched on. And this means that your body is going to utilize its energy reserves to deal with the constant threat that it's perceiving from its outer environment. Therefore, your body has no energy left in its inner environment for growth and repair. And that compromises the immune system. This can actually start to cause illness and in more extreme cases, especially for those people who have suffered from trauma and they keep reliving the trauma, the body thinks that it's actually going through that again. And in some cases, the immune system starts attacking the body, causing diseases. You can actually quite literally switch on the genes that cause disease purely by the toxic environment you're creating in your mind. And I just want to do a quick side note about genes. So we used to think that genes created disease and that we were at the mercy of our DNA. 
So if many people in someone's family died of heart disease, we assumed that their chances of also developing heart disease would be pretty high. But we now know through science of epigenetics that it's not the gene that creates the disease, but the environment that programs our genes to create disease. And not just the external environment outside our body, such as cigarette smoke, pesticides or pollution, but also the internal environment within our body. So the environment outside our cells. So with this in mind, when we can take the time to go within and change our subconscious thoughts, our automatic habits and our reflective states to be positive, loving, caring, worthy and happy, we can see some incredible results. Self-love practices are about teaching our body emotionally what our future can look like ahead of the actual experience. For example, our confidence, how happy we can be, how worthy we can feel, the love that we can have for ourselves, how freeing we are going to feel, how sexy we'll feel within our skin and how fun it's going to be. And as I shared before, our bodies do not know the difference between real or perceived events. So by doing these practices and imagining how it feels to love yourself completely and be 100% confident and 100% happy in your skin, your body as an unconscious mind does not know the difference between the real event happening or the one that you're imagining and emotionally embracing. When you create these elevated emotions in your mind, such as love, joy, gratitude, inspiration, freedom, it can signal new genes to make healthy proteins that will affect your body's function and its structure. Now, if the stress chemicals in your body have the ability to turn on unhealthy genes that cause illness and disease, as we mentioned before, then by fully embracing those elevated emotions with a passion that is greater than the stressful emotions, you have the ability to turn on new genes and change your health. And not only that, but by continuing to practice self-love, you are training your brain to automatically see you the way that you want to be seen. So the next time you catch yourself in the mirror or you see a picture of yourself, you will see nothing but love and beauty. And you will trigger those elevated emotions that are creating that healthy environment within. I literally cannot tell you enough how much this helped me when I was recovering from my eating disorder, I had such toxic thought patterns and I had a really harmful view of myself, which was quite literally causing me to be sick. And I've mentioned it before, but even after I stopped being bulimic, there was skin that was peeling off my head and, and I had the worst stomach pains all the time. And irritable bowel syndrome and the environment within my body was so toxic and I knew that I had to change something and these continuous patterns made it feel nearly impossible to break out of it until I dedicated myself to the work and this isn't just for people who have eating disorders. I still to this day live 
and breathe this work even though I do not have any type of disordered eating. I love my body. I love the skin I'm in. But the fact that I can create such a healthy and happy environment within my body, that means everything to me. And when I was in recovery and still to this day, I do specific meditations that are aimed around having an intentional goal paired with a specific emotional outcome. So when I was sick, I would picture myself healthy. I wanted to be energetic. I wanted no limitations around my food. I wanted to let go of the intense control that I had around my behaviors. And I wanted positivity around my thoughts. So so those were my intentional goals. And then the feelings and the emotional outcomes that I wanted was happiness and freedom and worthiness, confidence and relaxation. I felt like I just never relaxed. I was tense. Everywhere was tense. And I just wanted to just let go, you know. Gratitude is another area that I could not recommend anymore because usually people feel the emotion of gratitude after they have received something. So by practicing gratitude every day, this helps to reinforce those healthy emotional patterns that you create in your mind. And I have a journal that is dedicated to gratitude. And every morning you should wake up and the first thing you should do is write down a handful of things that truly make you happy. By starting your mind in a beautiful, calm, relaxing, grateful state, you are reinforcing that nice, healthy environment within. For anyone out there who is struggling, you need to put yourself first. There is literally no one more important than you. And if you are struggling with things like self-love, body image, or even just different types of eating pattern behaviors, you need to learn how to focus your attention within. Do the things that ground you and bring your attention into the present moment. And that is a word that a lot of people are throwing around right now that I don't think understand actually what that means. So often we go through life either in the past present or in the future present. So we're either thinking about something that has already happened or something that is going to happen. We're very rarely in the present moment where you can silence everything from your outer environment and focus purely on your inner environment. Think about when you wake up in the morning. The first thing you do is probably check Instagram or check Facebook and you're already putting yourself into the past present because you're looking at things that have already been done. People have uploaded photos of something they've already been to or you're checking your emails and it's reminding you of things that you have to do or you're thinking about you know, the train that you need to catch. It's a future thought. So by waking up and either doing gratitude or meditation, focusing your attention within and really disregarding anything from the outer environment, it's a really beautiful place to be. It helps to create a sense of calm and clarity and openness. And within the present moment, you're not bound by your past or your future. You're just living. And it's in this place where you can create clear and meaningful thoughts and actions that are in true alignment 
with the direction that you really want to go. Now, if you want to learn any more about self-love practices, then go and check out my previous podcast. Um, Otherwise, I am actually coming out with a self-love guide very shortly, and I'm really excited for that. Now, (laughs) I've already spoken for like 15 minutes, so I might not be able to answer every single question on here. (laughs) But the next question I wanted to talk about was how long did it take me to fully recover from my eating disorder? I actually get asked this question quite a lot and it's not really something that I can give a specific time frame on because I feel like we're always healing and we're always, you know, moving forward. But I guess I had my eating disorder for four years and it's a really hard one because in that four years, there was harder times and there was easier times, right? So there were times where I was really, really bad. And then I guess there was times where I was recovering. And I guess I put the recovery within that four year kind of time frame. And I guess from the moment that I decided I needed to recover, it probably took me six months before I didn't want to vomit, (laughs) just being blunt here. And then it probably took me another two years, maybe not as long, maybe another year before I stopped seeing food as calories. Nowadays, I see food as nutrients. So the foods that I decide to put in my body, I decide to put them in my body for their nutrient value rather than their calorie input. Whereas back in the day, I would have selected foods with a lower calorie input over foods that had a higher calorie input, but a higher nutrient density. So for example, if there was a Mars bar, just say a Mars bar is 300 calories. And then there was a massive salad, (laughs) which was 300 calories. I would choose the Mars bar because it was more tastier you know, rather than the nutrient value. I was just so uneducated over food, but also I was really scared of calories. And I thought calories in food, as everyone tells you, you know, calorie input versus calorie output. um, That's all I kind of looked at. I didn't look at anything else, how fast I was eating my food, the nutrients in my food, how my body was absorbing it, um, the stress that I had in my life. Nowadays, I implement quite a few different strategies. I have to make sure that my stress is under control. I am meditating and doing self-love practices each day, which bring me, you know, back into that present moment. They keep me calm. They create beautiful energy within my mind, which helps to create a healthy environment within. The food that I put in my body, I make sure that it is high nutrient value. I don't have a clue how many calories I eat in a day. And that is so refreshing. (laughs) Like I couldn't even tell you, I couldn't even give you a ballpark figure because I honestly have no idea. Um, And I just make sure that I do things that make me happy. So back in the day when I was recovering, I would still go to the gym and smash at a session. I would still feel guilty. Um, So it probably took me a year to two years for me to really wrap my mind around balance and doing things that made me happy and eating foods that were healthy for me and not looking at exercise as a punishment and not looking at food as the enemy 
and not wanting to be a certain size. Like, don't get me wrong. I want to be fit and healthy. I want to be toned and I want to be able to do chin-ups and I want to be able to jump really high and I want to be able to do handstands. I don't want to fit into a specific size clothing. And I put all of that mindset down to self-love practices, down to education, down to understanding uh, what's important in the world and what's really not important. And I think meditation is a really, really big factor into how that helped because when I meditate, I practice a lot of gratitude and understanding, you know, we're just a vessel in the world. And if you can understand how small and insignificant we really are in space, um, but that took me a long time to get there. So yeah, probably a couple of years. Um, and in that couple of years, there were some amazing times. So it wasn't all hard times. So I know two years might seem like a long time, but I promise you it's the best thing that I've ever done in my whole entire life and I wouldn't be creating these podcasts if it wasn't for the healing that I did. (laughs) The last question I'm going to answer, I've got about 10 questions here, but I don't want this podcast to be too long. So I'm going to answer one more question and then I'll create another episode around the next questions. So someone said how to start a healthy lifestyle whilst also getting sugar cravings. Now, this is something that... I love because I love sugar and I am extremely healthy. You do not have to sacrifice sugar for health and lifestyle. There are so many different ways that you can incorporate, you know, natural sugars into your diet, which doesn't feel like you're being deprived. So I like to make a lot of protein balls or healthy treats. Um, Go down to your local health food store, get some organic dark chocolate you literally can eat sugar and still have a healthy lifestyle. It's just the type of sugar. It's the same thing that I was saying before with calories in versus nutrient value. Don't look at sugar as equal, okay? Because sugar is not equal. There are types of sugar that are processed differently in your body. And natural sugar is processed way better in your body than sugar from a Mars bar is. So if you're wanting to start a healthy lifestyle, 100% do it. And my biggest advice would be to start by writing down some goals and writing down a little daily routine. So what workouts you're going to do each day, whether it's just going for a walk, whether it's going for a run, doing something fun, maybe doing a dance class, and then the types of food that you're going to eat, making sure that you're getting a nice balance of your macronutrients, so your proteins, carbs, and your essential fats. And where are the calories coming from? Making sure that they are nutritionally dense and they're not just those fit foods and full of processed crap. Have a look at the ingredients label. And then if you do have sugar cravings, schedule it in, make some nice healthy treats to eat or have fruits. You don't have to deprive yourself. So if you are getting sugar cravings, then you need to satisfy those sugar cravings. But my biggest advice is if you are getting major cravings for certain foods, you might actually be lacking in a specific nutrient. So I'd always go and get that checked up by a dietitian or a nutritionist. So my friends, I'm going to cut it there because I've got quite a few questions that I want to answer, but I feel like the next ones are ones that I'm going to have to answer in a lot of detail, whereas those last two ones I can answer a little bit shorter. Um, And this podcast will go for like a million hours if I don't stop now. So I hope you've enjoyed this double whammy podcast in the last two days. If you have, let me know. And if there are questions that I haven't answered and you want me to answer in the next podcast, please send them through to me. I do have ones that people have already sent through, which I will answer. So don't worry. Have a lovely rest of your week and I can't wait to speak to you in my next podcast. Bye bye. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you were able to leave me a review and please follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at BearXBrave. If you have any questions or you want to contact me at all, please email me at lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com. I'll talk to you in my next podcast.